Welcome to Tech News of the Week with your host, the nagging feeling we've all been here before. Welcome to Transitional News Goes to Waco. Yes, that's what, what? we're sticking with. This is our uh, weekly short show where we talk about four news articles that caught our attention. And since I did the main article, Chris, you can do the honors of starting with a little bit of AI. Open AI specifically. It appears that they are looking into making their own AI chips because of course they are. Note that this effort is apparently completely separate from Microsoft's own AI chip creation initiatives. Note also that it doesn't make any sense at all for OpenAI to do this, but they're probably going to because. Fair. CEO Sam Altman's chief complaint is that there is a global scarcity of GPUs, which is A, true, and B, the backbone of AI processing as it stands today. But to design and build their own chips, would take way longer for OpenAI or any company than just signing a deal with all one of the already existing companies that do something like it. Building your own chips is hard. Mm -hmm. Facebook in particular has tried and failed at this effort because of course they failed. But imagine how much money they had to spend compared to what OpenAI has to spend. ChatGPT unquestionably OpenAI's biggest success is really, really computationally intensive. Intensive? Intensive. Intensive. I can words. According to analysis company Bernstein, each query that ChatGPT processes costs four cents, which would mean, quote, if ChatGPT queries grow to one-tenth the scale of Google search, it would require roughly $48.1 billion worth of GPUs initially and about $16 billion worth of chips per year to keep operational, unquote. Hmm. So that's a lot. Yeah. OpenAI is also looking into acquiring a company that builds chips, but I, I don't know. There's just no way that some kind of magical unicorn chip is going to be created in a short enough time frame, right? Hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? I can keep asking. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> right. You're correct. Something tells me we are just going to have to continue to deal with this shortage for the rest of the decade. I kind of look at this as more of a long-term play in the same way that Apple decided to make their own Apple chips. It took them many years to really develop a good Apple processor and a couple more years to get it right. But now that they have it locked down, they have that vertical integration stack that seems to be working pretty well for them. Yeah, that's why I said a decade Yeah, because it did take them a long time and I, there's an argument to be made with the apple chips that really the m1 really didn't do it it's the m2 that is the actual game changer and people just haven't sort of recognized that yet yeah like but crush anyway, what? on to your dumb thing thanks like crushing water with your hands 
several lawmakers are pressuring the Biden administration to impose trade restrictions on technologies using RISC-V architecture. For those who haven't been closely watching the processor architecture space, one, for shame. Two, RISC-V is an open source chipset architecture meant to compete with the likes of closed source and proprietary solutions like ARM and x86. I strongly believe that RISC-V will be adopted by the industry in the next decade, but to date, the implementations still amount to little more than prototypes and proof of concepts. China, who is currently under many, many trade embargoes and sanctions when it comes to chip technology, is quite interested in the nascent RISC-V field, and the U.S. Congress critters don't like that one little bit. Mike Gallagher, the chairman of the House Select Committee on China, said regarding the Commerce Department, they should, quote, require any American person or company to receive an export license prior to engaging with PRC entities on RISC-V technology, end quote. The thing is, with RISC-V being open source, it's pretty hard to restrict who has access to the standard. Does this mean that anyone in the U.S. contributing to the RISC-V code base in any way needs to go get an export license from the Commerce Department just in case China downloads a portion of the repository? As usual, lawmakers completely fail to understand technology and are attempting to treat it like some physical asset. So, um, pretty much par for the course on that one. Fortunately, nothing is likely to happen in the short term due to political machinations in the House that are so deeply stupid that I refuse to acknowledge them. Wise. Multiple three nanometer semiconductor processes failing to reach 50% viability. Hmm. So one of the things over time that helped Moore's law keep... Um, lawing was the constant enshrinkination of transistors. This has been measured in nanometers or in American units. That would be one, two. <laughs> you can't even do it. <laughs> one nanometer or in American one, 25 million, four hundred thousandth of an inch. The positive effects of enshrinkination are immediate and obvious. Smaller transistors work faster, can be installed more densely, and require less power to operate. We have seen chips go from 17 to 14 to 11 to 10 to 9 to the current standard of 7 slash 5. And among other companies, Samsung has been working on a 3 nanometer process but they have consistently pushed out the delivery date of product as building things that small reliably is hard. It looks like Samsung is still under 50% in reliability of produced chips, which is way below something that could be considered financially stable. Other companies that use a different way to build things at the three nanometer scale, such as TSMC, are also struggling to make product at that scale. Intel has a three nanometer process on their timeline, but they don't even predict it to be in the market until 2024 slash 2025. 
AMD has solved this problem by just lying about the size of their transistors. <laughs> One of the biggest problems with manufacturing at this scale is the fact that it introduces quantum tunneling problems, which I won't get into detail about, but suffice it to say is bad. Basically, bits will go from zero to one kind of on their own, mm -hmm. which you don't want to have happen. Hilariously, all three companies have both two and one nanometer processes on the roadmap towards the end of this decade, which is a target that seems to me increasingly unlikely. Research is still ongoing, but it could be that three nanometers is the smallest that we can get without completely revolutionizing the way transistors are designed and built. And based on the results that Samsung continues to get, three nanometers might not even be doable. Eve little faith. Or a lot of faith. Hard to say. Pun intended? I'm going with it. You have, yeah, you have three nanometer faith? That's the one. Adding risk to satellites, but in a good way. Sticking with the risk 5 theme, and boy, this episode has been processor-centric, hasn't it? Yeah, I, we did not do that on purpose. Nope, not planned. Scientists in Switzerland have developed a low-power, fault-tolerant microcontroller for CubeSats that uses the RISC-V architecture. Processors that are bound for space have to deal with lots of radiation that can fudge even the simplest of computations. As a result, the chips tend to be larger in both size and power requirements, with one common processor using a 250 nanometer fabrication process and running at 5 watts of power. The new RISC-V based chip named, oh, I'm going to try to do this, Tricarenos? Tricarenos. We're going with that is fabbed at a 28 nanometer process and sips a mere 15.7 milliwatts. Baked into the design is enough redundancy and error correction to deal with the single event upsets caused by radiation. The compact design and low power requirements make the chip ideal for cube satellites, which by their nature are tiny, usually measuring 10 centimeters on a side and adorable. NASA is also getting into the RISC-V arena with a chipset design that will power its high-performance spaceflight computer. As suggested by the name, the RISC-V chip behind the HPSC will be somewhat more robust in terms of cores and compute than the Trikarenos. Sure, chip. You can look for both chips to make their way into space sometime in 2025. I am. I'm not good with Greek words. I've never even heard of Greece. All right, that's it. Go away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>